0: Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Oh, it's great to be back. This is episode 52. 52. I'm Carrie. I'm Kelly. And we're, we're identical, identical twins. twins. All right, this is Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. We have a great hymn to unpack for you today. Yes, we've we've kind of been on a groove here. Oh, yes, we got into a rhythm. I, I mean, know. we're having the, a good time. And the whole, like, every other week thing works. Yes. People can follow us on social media. We've right. been having fun on Instagram. Right, we've been... Creating some reels. Creating reels. That's the thing it's now. It's like the thing. And we have like three people who like them. <laughs> <laughs> and then we put our things on YouTube. Right. And we have like four. Four people who like them. <laughs> Do you want to watch your podcast on YouTube like our mom does? I mean, I think mom, you know, probably likes it. She imagines that we're sitting in her living room talking to her. (laughs) Oh my God, she would love that. (laughs) She would. It's been really great, this rhythm that we've had. I mean, of course it's our 52nd episode, but it started with 50. We had a great interview with our much loved former pastor, Pastor Reed. He requested Great is Thy Faithfulness. Yeah. And then we had 51, and we did an, the awesome hymn, The Little Brown Church. The Church in the Wild. Yes. And that came from one of our Instagram followers, mm-hmm. The Bloom and Grow Workroom. Yes. And we were able to do that awesome giveaway. Yeah, that was fun. So we went live. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun going live too. Yeah. But then today, yes. we have this awesome episode, this right. awesome hymn with lots to unpack. And it was recommended by another faithful loyal listener so excited now this came from a woman named jill we actually had the opportunity to meet her because she lives near us and she's wonderful yes and she loves the hymns she loves the lord yeah And she loves hymns, and she loves worship, and she loves music. She's, you know, pretty much our target audience. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and she has already submitted a request. So episode 34, we did the awesome song, Love Lifted Me. And that was for Jill. I mean, if you haven't listened to episode 34, Yeah. You should check it out. Go it's like, back to Love Lifted yeah, Me. It's, it's fun, fun. It's lighthearted. It's still worshipful. Yeah. It's still telling about the truth of Jesus Christ. I mean, Love Lifted Me. me. And she asked for today's hymn. Yes. Should we just tell yeah, them Yeah, right let's now? tell them. Okay. It's so good. Today's hymn, you guys, is Faith, Faith is the Victory. victory. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I say it, Kelly, I, I like hear the tune in my head. The victory faith is the victory yeah there are some tunes that are so tightly married to their words right you don't hear it any other way. Faith is the victory right right I love it. We reached out to Jill. We wanted to get yeah. a little bit more information on, you know, why this hymn and wh- why it was important to her. And she just sent us a lovely email in return. Honestly, you can email us at any time, hymntalktwintalk at gmail.com. We love getting emails from you all. It could be a DM on Insta or Facebook, too. I mean, too. we love talking about hymns. Right. So we talk about hymns all the time. Right. But With each e- other. With each other. And it would be I can't, really a lot of fun to talk <laughs> About him, with some other people, <laughs> and you know, we have some great interviews coming up. Yeah, we so do. We, we are talking to some him, other him loving people in yeah. the in future episodes. But today, it's just us. And so we talked to Jill, and she said that she was she's known this hymn for a while. She's always loved it. She's always mm-hmm. been drawn to it, but she says that it really brings her to the Bible. It brings her to Ephesians six, ten through eighteen. And this is a well-known passage of scripture about putting on the armor of God. And she says she loves this passage. And she actually reads the passage before her personal devotions each day. Every day. She reads this before she even gets into right. the devotional when it has other scripture. Right. This is her way of preparing. Mm. I and love I just, it. I love that thought, that concept of like preparing our hearts, preparing ourselves, not just for our devotional, but like for every day. Right. And Jill says that when she reads it, she puts her name into it. So it's speaking right to her. So we thought we would do that, too. Let's do that with our names, Kelly and Kerry. Kelly and Carrie. And when you're reading at home, you should put your name in it, yeah. too. Okay. So Ephesians 6.10. Kelly and Kerry, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, Kelly Kelly and and Carrie keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. What a great daily ritual for, Mm -hmm. for Jill. I really think we should make that into a hymn. Aww. I don't know how, but I feel like it should be a hymn. Those words are so important. How great would it be to like sing right. it? Now, if you did it, do you think you'd have a very like militant musical style? Or do you think you would do something a little unexpected? Mm-hmm. I'm putting her on the spot here, yeah. <laughs> Kelly. When you write this song, what will you do? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I would too. I think it would. I think it would be something that would you know pump me up and Rousing. get me going. Yeah, arousing. Yeah. Okay. Now she also says that one of the reasons why she's brought to the song is that it's about preparing for battle, and we mm-hmm. all know the scriptures just said mm-hmm. that we're battling the forces of darkness, the cosmic powers. Yeah. <laughs> but she says her battle is cancer. Mm. And she is getting ready to fight that cancer. and this hymn and this passage of scripture kind of is what she needs to keep going. And it just goes to show you that no matter what you're going through, you know when you turn to the word, you find your source of strength and hope. I right. mean it is in the Bible, right. I really think that this Ephesians passage is the hymn inspiration. There's so much about the sword and the and faith and the shield it's all there. This was a huge part of it. But that refrain, faith is the victory. That comes right from the Bible. I mean, so I think that's the inspiration. Yes. And, I mean, we love our sounds, but that's definitely.
1: What does the Bible say? I mean, what does the
0: Bible say? We're saying faith is the victory. You know, at first glance, you might look at faith is the victory and say, oh, that's the poet's sort of creative, you know, way. Like, we've done that with other hymns. Right. Like, you know. Standing on the promises didn't really exist in the Bible. right? But it was just a, a really beautiful way of saying that we rely on God's promises. Right. This faith is the victory is right from 1 John 5, verse 4. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. I mean, we just threw out standing on the promises, but this is a promise of God, Mm -hmm. for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. We all can claim hold to that promise. We have overcome the world. And then he further goes on, this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So Carrie, yeah. We love when hymns quote scripture. I mean, this is exactly a quote of scripture. Let's sing for everyone the refrain. Yeah. Okay. Faith faith is the victory. Faith, Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. That's really fun to sing. And we are only two people, but I wish we had the other voices. I know, I know. I mean, in a way, it reminds me of last week when we did The Little Brown Church because you could hear all the other parts. Right, right. You know, you wanted it to be. I wonder if this was ever performed by a a barbershop Barbershop quartet. Quartet. It's great. Uh, uh. And I think that that refrain really Mm -hmm. brings home the point. We said it twice Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Oh, Oh, glorious glorious victory. That overcomes the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the point of the whole Mm -hmm. hymn. If you just did that refrain, you got your scriptures quoted there. Right. Now, I feel like this faith is the victory theme was important. I mean, Mm -hmm. they found it in 1 John 5, 4, and people wrote hymns. Do you know that we found two other hymns that are called Faith Faith is is the victory. Victory? As a hymnal editor, I mean, how many songs do you want with the same exact title? Right. So, I mean, of course, this one by two amazing hymn writers, mm-hmm. I mean, Yates and Sankey, is the one that has lived on. But these other two are kind of really cool, too. Right. Do you want to show them? I do. So this one, the one that Jill requested, is published in 193 mm-hmm. hymnals. So it's clearly the most popular one. The next one that we found is also called Faith is the Victory. It was written around 1895, and it's published in two hymnals. I kind of feel bad for it. (laughs) Well, let's listen to it and see why it's only been published in two. So this is written by Jesse Brown Mm -hmm. and the music by Charles Gabriel, which we love Charles Gabriel. Right, and this is a female hymn writer. I would love Mm -hmm. to, like, love her hymn. All right, here we go. Faith is the Victory by Jesse Brown and Charles Gabriel. Out to the conflict with brave hearts we go, facing the armies of the wrong. For he that believeth the blessing receiveth, faith makes the weakest soldier strong. Faith is the victory, now be the banner wide unfurled. Faith is the victory, by it will overcome the world. For he that believeth on Jesus the Son already hath the victory won. I love that last line. For he that believeth on Jesus Christ, the victory's already, already won. I know. You don't need anything else. Right. I love I it. I also love for he that believeth, the blessing, blessing receiveth. receiveth. She does this pattern, second verse, for he that endureth, the promise secureth. Yeah. And then for he that believeth, the victory achieveth. Yeah, she did a great job. I, she did a great, I mean, in terms of like rhyming patterns, her this song is amazing. Yeah. But it's not the easiest to sing. I mean, it's very rhythmic, it's very high, there's some old-fashioned language. Obviously, the King James uh, uh, receiveth, blesseth, endureth. There's some big jumps musically, melodically, yeah. Yeah. So something like that is just not going to stand the test of time when you have another song Mm -hmm. called Mm -hmm. Faith is the Victory. So the second one came out about five years later. Okay. Faith is the Victory. And so we're going to sing that for you, too. He that believeth that Christ is the Son, having power over hell and the grave, trusting in him as the infinite one, hath the faith that is able to save. And this is the victory, this is the victory, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Christ leadeth triumphantly from victory to victory. Over all kingdoms let his banner be unfurled. I mean, both rhythmic, both high, both are like very clear that like believing in Christ is all you need. But both have so many words that you're trying I to... I mean, maybe we're trying to sing it a little too fast. Maybe. I don't know. But it's a lot of words. It almost is like a tongue twister. Mm. Yeah, so that is by the hymn writer A.J. Showalter. And I'm pretty sure that's a pseudonym. Yeah. A.J. Showalter. But I have seen that name before. I have too. I know. it's He's pretty common. We're going to hear about him in other episodes. Sure. But Absolutely. But let's get back to Jill's request. Jill's going to be like, "Um, those aren't the songs those are I the was, songs. <laughs> I was talking, talking about. Well, we are going to look at Jill's version, the one that is published in 193 hymnals, mm-hmm. the one whose words are by John Henry Yates, and the music by Ira Sankey. I mean, Ira Sankey is probably one of the biggest names in hymns and hymnology. Gospels, I mean, gospel music. Song. I mean, I think if you, you know, talk to a church music person and you said name like the top five hymn people, I really feel like Ira Sankey would be in it. And we've talked about him on our episode. we totally talked So about if, him. if he sounds familiar to you, we've mentioned him for sure. When did we mention him? He was associated with What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Yes. He was associated with the Spaffords, so we talked about him during It Is Well With My Soul. Also the writer of Whiter Than Snow. Yeah, William Gustavus Fisher. He had worked with him. They worked together. I mean, we've talked about Ira Sankey a lot, but we've never, like, talked about him. We haven't had him, you know, as a episode devoted just to him. Is this a him talk, twin talk first, Gary? It's a him talk, twin talk. Before we get to Ira. Okay. Let's talk about John Henry Yates okay John Henry Yates was born in Batavia New York on November 31st 1837 Batavia New York is not far from Buffalo Hmm. and it is called the birthplace of western New York Wow. Yes. I mean, because. Does Eastern New York have no, a birthplace? <laughs> I know. No, this is Western New York. But the thing is, it's tiny. It's under six miles, and the population is about 15,000. Yates lived and died in this community of Batavia, New York. His house still stands in Batavia, New York. I read that it's on the corner of Washington and State Street. So I did a Google Map search and I did Street View, and I found the house. I saw really? it. Really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yep. Yep. So, Yates lived from 1837 to 1900, all the while staying in Batavia, and that means that he lived right through the Civil War, and that ended up being a big influence on him. I have to think that also living through the Civil War Mm -hmm. was also some sort of inspiration for this song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So Batavia has a long history of being involved with wars or being a central part to the wars. Buffalo was burned to the ground by the British in 1812 and refugees and soldiers fled to Batavia where they found a safe haven. And actually the first Union soldier to enlist, Kerry, yeah. in the Civil War yeah. was from Batavia. That's a fun fact. Who would have known that? Right. Now, any person who's living in this time of the Civil War, their young adulthood was definitely shaped by what was going on in the world. Yates did not enlist in the war because he had suffered an injury in childhood and he walked with a limp, so he could not serve. But in Batavia, he would have seen the troops mustering and drilling and he would have heard those marching songs. They were all familiar to him. And songs for enlistment rallies were common, so they would all be singing about joining up and signing up. And you kind of can hear that sort of feel in Faith oh, is the Victory. Oh, definitely. So there's all these things that kind of come into play with Yeats writing this song. It's living through the Civil War, it's the Bible passage, Faith is the Victory. Also living and composing at this time is John Philip Sousa. So how did John Henry Yeats come to write this hymn? Well, he was definitely a smart man. He was writing. He was licensed to preach. Mm-hmm. He served as a pastor at the Free Will Baptist Church in West Bethany. And at age 20, he began writing poetry because his mother asked him to. Right. I mean, I think we all ask our sons to do things. <laughs> and it, the quote that I read said that soon after his ballads and hymns were printed and sung all over the land. Aww. All over the land. So, you know, he was a, he was kind of a man of many talents. He ended up having to care for his aged parents, so he worked with his brother Thomas in a shoe business. Mm. He was a salesman for a hardware store. He was in charge of the fancy goods department in a store that was nearby. He was there for 15 years. He eventually was the editor of the Progressive Batavian. He was there for 10 years. He did a lot of things, you know, to provide for his family, to do what he needed to do to take care of his parents. He also was still writing, and some of his work was published in the Harper's Weekly. He published these things called old man songs. (laughs) Old man songs, and he was a young man. But he wrote these poems, and the lyrics were old man songs, and it was the viewpoints of an older generation. And he would write them, publish them in Harper's Weekly, and people would love them. Now, it was one of these old man songs that Yates wrote that our guy Ira Sankey found. Mm -hmm. So he reads this poem by this John Yates, and he ends up basically saying, I want that guy to come work with me. I want him to write poems that I can write about. So he stopped doing all of those Mm -hmm. other jobs, Mm -hmm. and he became the sole hymn writer for Ira Sankey. He didn't write for anyone else. It was all for Ira. So we have to show you this old man's song, and it's called Wife, I Found the Model Church. I mean, basically, it's the story of a man who goes to church and his wife wasn't able to go. So then he just relays everything to her about what happened. He talked about where he sat. He talked about what the people were wearing. You know, in verse three, he says, I'd wish you'd heard the singing wife. It had the old time ring. (laughs) It's very sweet. So Ira Sankey, I mean, we're sort of imagining this, but we're thinking he read the poem mm-hmm. in Harper's Weekly, and he said, I have the right tune for this. Yep. So he writes the tune to go with it. And then yes. and this is their first collaboration, the, their first The time. Model Church. Yates writes the words, Sankey writes the tune. All right. We're going to show it to you. All right, ready? <laughs> Just verse one. Yeah. Well, wife, I found the Model Church and worship there today. It made me think of good old times before my hair was gray. The meeting house was finer built than they were years ago. But then I found when I went in, it was not built for show. I mean, you have to read all seven verses. I, know. I think this is really funny. And could this be a Hymn Talk Twin Talk first? <laughs> that the composer found the words, found the lyrics, and said, I want to work with you. And apparently. He, he was like recruited. Right. And apparently this song was sung quite frequently as a solo. OK. It was almost like a testimony song, Mm -hmm. a solo that would be sung in their revival meetings. It's part of his old man series. It's so funny. How old was he when he wrote it? He wasn't old. He wasn't old. I mean, it's so silly. So we're gonna talk about Ira Sankey, but before we go there, I just want to talk about his impression of this song and his impression of Yates. This is a direct quote, Carrie. Oh, good.
1: Attention, please.
0: Once in Buffalo, I had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Yates of Batavia, New York, and I urged him to devote more of his time to writing gospel hymns. He has since written several popular songs, one of the most successful being Faith is the Victory. Right, of course. Yeah. 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 So Ira found him. Right. And and they really collaborate. Yeah, they had an excellent partnership. I mean, this is a great song. All right, let's talk about Ira Sankey. Yay! All right. I mean hymn legend. Hymn legend, hashtag hymn legend again. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we could say gospel song legend. Okay, gospel song legend. (laughs) Iris Hanky was born on August 28th 1840 in edinburgh pennsylvania i i guess this is western pennsylvania ira david sankey is a name quite well known yes yes so i think this is kind of fun in newcastle his name is connected with like several organizations but there's this city rescue mission it started in 1910 Mm. i mean this is so long ago and it's actually with the evangelist billy sunday which we've talked about him we know him um, but eventually they expanded. I mean, they have quite the the center now. And their youth center is named the Sankey Memorial Youth Center. Or it's sometimes it's called the Sankey Youth Ministry Center. Serving Western Pennsylvania since 1911. And it says that it exists today to meet the physical, emotional, relational, and spiritual needs of hurting people in Western Pennsylvania. And this is a quote right from their website. As a Christian ministry, we stand uniquely apart from other social service agencies. Our services are provided based on need rather than ability to pay. Mm. All services are gifted to our neighbors in need that seek help for their physical and spiritual needs. Um, and the city Rescue Missions youth ministry is the named after Ira Sankey, the Sankey Center located on Grant Street in Newcastle. Wow. I mean, Ira Sankey, you know, is I think we can use that term again, Cal. He's a hymn, hymn legend. legend. <laughs> He is so well known for what he did musically Mm -hmm. and with Moody and at the revival meetings, but he's done so much. Mm -hmm. Let's let's hear more about him, Karen. Yeah, there's a street marker where his house was. It's Mm -hmm. on in on Route 551, right in front of the post office, and it says that the hymn writer Ira Sankey lived here. We'll show a picture of it. That's so cool. So if we were, did a little road trip, we could go to Batavia <laughs> to see where Yates was born. Mm-hmm. And then it will be a three and a half hour drive to go to Newcastle, Pennsylvania. We looked it up on Google Maps. Yeah. I mean, it's right on the coast of Lake Erie. Look how oh, pretty that would yeah. be. Yeah. We could have a little lakeside drive, yeah. see the falls. We, we could probably see the falls. See the falls. Yeah. yeah. So his father was a Methodist preacher and his father, David Irasanke, oh, yeah, flipped it, served in the state senate as well. Now, he married in 1863 Francis Victoria Edwards, and they had two children. One of his children, Ira Allen Sankey, was actually a hymn writer as well. Wow. Yeah, he wrote a handful of hymns. For people who were living during this time, during this tumultuous time in American history, during the Civil War, I mean, it just shaped their life in such a big way. Mm. He was one of the first to respond to Lincoln's call for volunteers. It said that he would help the unit chaplain and lead his fellow soldiers in him singing wow yes so when he died at his in his obituary in 1908 it said that the veterans of the 12th Pennsylvania Volunteers with which he served remembered the camp meetings that he organized in the military. Mm. Yeah. Now, after the war, he became a deputy collector for the Internal Revenue Service. Mm. Now, do you know what a deputy collector is, Kel? No. I mean, is it someone who, like, collects Taxes or okay. money? What's that? What's that? <laughs> well, What's I was that? curious, actually. So I found a document from a 2016 Massachusetts Collectors and Treasurers Association. Mm-hmm. They actually had a conference, and one of the workshops was called Deputy Collector Function and Relationship. So basically, the deputy collection collector is an agent for the collector and a direct quote. This is what this you have to do. <coughs> It should be someone whom the collector has complete trust and impeccable character. The deputy's conduct is a direct reflection on the collector's office. And of course... A lot of desk work, printing, mailing, copying, writing reports, issuing bills, and he basically assisted the collector in the collection of delinquent taxes. Now, during this time, he's also working with the Young Men's Christian Association, and he's singing at all of their events Mm -hmm. and their church services. Mm -hmm. Well, eventually, it came to the attention of Dwight Moody. Right. I mean, I think Ira Sankey must have had this amazing voice. Right. They I mean, they say that his baritone voice was beautiful. Right. So the two men meet at a convention in Indianapolis, Indiana. Ira Sankey is actually selected to go as a representative of the YMCA that he's been attending in Pennsylvania. And it's funny, he grabs the attention of Moody. Right. And then our hymn writer guy, Yates is noticed by Sankey. They just kind of each found each other. And Sankey was approached by Dwight Moody, and Dwight Moody just kind of said to him... You got to come with me. We've got to do this together. And it took him sort of months of kind of settling his affairs at the gov- at his government job mm-hmm. and he eventually left it uprooted his life, uprooted his family and joined Dwight Moody. So we have this conversation between the two of them. Yeah. This is a direct quote. So I think it's so interesting. It says that on their first time meeting, this is from Sankey's autobiography, My Life and the Story of the Gospel Hymns. Moody saw Sankey and he said to him, where are you from? Are you married? What is your business? And Sankey replied that he was in Pennsylvania. He had a wife and two kids. And he was employed by the government. And you know what Moody said back to him? He said, you will have to give that up.
1: <coughs> and Attention, please. Ira Sankey is like uh,
0: reluctant. Right, uh, how like am I giving other... up everything? Right. And Moody continued, pressed him, and said, and I quote, you must. I have been looking for you for eight years. It's funny because Moody wasn't really a singer. Right. That wasn't where his giftedness was. But he knew the importance of singing and songs. So he brings Sankey in. So he knew where he lacked and he brought someone in who could do it. I love that. Right. Um, His obituary from um, the newspaper says about his singing. His voice was a fine, natural baritone covering two octaves, though he never appeared to have cultivated it. He never sang a hymn in the same way twice or even the second verse of a tune as he sang the first. Why should I, he asked once. The words are different, the meaning is different, and so the rendering must be different. He used to maintain that he was a preacher as much as Mr. Moody. He said... The only difference being that he reaches men's hearts with words that are spoken while I reach them with words that are sung. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right, we have a bunch of little fun facts about Sankey and Moody. Yeah. Sankey and Moody traveled to England, and while there, he gained an international reputation. He made a deep impression throughout Great Britain, and so that by the time he returned to America, the names of Moody and Sankey were household names in Europe. It was in the middle of a revival meeting in October of 1871 when the Great Chicago Fire began. Sankey and Moody barely escaped, and they ended up watching the city burn from a rowboat on Lake Michigan. God saved them that night. And... Sankey was a personal friend to Horatio Spafford yes. and after Horatio Spafford lost his family he went and stayed with the mm-hmm. with the Spaffords. He also was a friend to Fanny Crosby. Yes. And coincidentally he went blind in the last years of his life from glaucoma. And You know, he had this friend in Fanny who was also blind. It's reported that he would receive $500,000 or more Mm. in royalties and that he would give most of that away. He gave most of it away to the Northfield School of Bible Study, which, of course, eventually became Moody Bible College. Now, Dwight Moody died first in 1899. And Sankey tried to carry on the gospel work alone, but unfortunately it was just too hard for him. He ended up breaking down in the attempt, and in 1902, just three years later, he canceled most of the engagements that he had, Mm -hmm. most of his traveling, most of his work, and he just did the written work. Mm -hmm. At the end of his life, he was a resident of Brooklyn, and he joined the Lafayette Avenue Presbyterian Church. Now, we know that he wrote hymns, But I think when people talk about Ira Sankey, they really are thinking about his gospel songs. So he would edit and publish these hymnals. Right. And it was gospel songs, volume one, gospel songs, volume two. I mean, he had so many that he did. And he was always like looking for new music to go in them. And there's a quote that I read comparing the publication of his book to the others of the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to read this. Here it is. There are several books of which it is said that their circulation is second only to that of the Bible. Among them are Robinson Crusoe and Uncle Tom's Cabin. But it is doubtful if the combined sales of both books would equal that of the gospel hymns, of which over 15 million have been printed right so at that time that was huge huge yeah now it's said that sankey helped popularize the use of hymns um in this gospel song format Mm -hmm. so it's the verse and the refrain yes and it's lyrics that are written by contemporary composers right and contemporary musical instruments i think what they're referring to like a piano as opposed to an an organ right um he really contemporized music And a lot of the songs that we look at, like Faith is the Victory, and Mm -hmm. we just call a hymn, in this time period, around 1900, I mean, those were not hymns. Right. Your hymns were, holy, 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 now thank we all our God. Right. Your hymns were from Europe. They were written 100, 200 years prior. And these brand new gospel songs, Iris Sankey ushered in this gospel song era. Right. I feel like it was just this, you know, collaboration that was meant to I be, know. you know, that it was de- predestined by God that Dwight would find Sankey, who would find Yates, yeah. and, uh, and, then, and then, of course, the rest of them, Fanny Crosby, Horatio Spafford. It was this, like, community of, of Christians who were creative, who were talented, and who worked together to make music that would speak to the people. Yeah. 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 All right, Carrie, we sang... The refrain for everyone, but Super we really fun. need to look at these verses. There's three verses, okay? and each of them are full of scripture. You're going to hear that they're inspired by that armor of God. You're going to see that those phrases over and over again. But let's look at what else about these words came from the Bible, yeah? and what possibly could have inspired Yeats. It's full, full, full of scripture and truth. Yeah. Let's sing it. Alright, so here's verse 1. camped along the hills of light, ye Christian soldiers rise. And press the battle ere the night shall veil the glowing skies. Against the foe in veils below, let all our strength be hurled. Faith is the victory we know that overcomes the world. That is so much fun to sing. I Why know. Why don't we sing that more often in church? Well, because it's about battle. I know. You know? So it's the soldiers who are in, who are camped at the Hills of Light, you know? And we're, it's saying Christian soldiers rise. And one of the things that I read mm. was that before radio communications, before the modern era of fighting in battles— they would work and make sure that their fighting was done during the day, and by nightfall they would retreat because at night they had nothing to go on. They it was too dangerous. And this is the phrase in the song, Carrie. Press the battle ere the, the night, night shall veil the glowing skies. Right. So this I think is is from his experience, you know, following and watching the Civil War and mm-hmm. other battles, knowing that they had to fight before the night came. Verse two? Yeah, let's show verse two. Okay. His banner over us is love, our sword, the word of God. We tread the road, the saints above, with shouts of triumph trod. By faith they like a whirlwind's breath, swept on o'er every field. The faith by which they conquered death. Is still our shining shield. Wow. There's so much to these verses. I know. There's so much to these verses. In a a way, that's like a whole hymn I know and then the fact that they add the refrain on top of it right I mean the refrain is simple and very singable but that's a lot the first word yes I love it his banner over us is love Mm -hmm. so funny you might not expect a a hymn about victory and battle Mm -hmm. to be (laughs) quoting from the song of Solomon but that's exactly what what he does this is from the book of Solomon chapter 2 verse 4 his banner over us is love, and what is that banner? That banner is the thing that billows, that flies, you know, it's a, it's something that you look for. What is that thing that we're looking for? What is that thing that's flowing and flying out? Christ's love. Mm-hmm. Christ's love is a rallying point for his followers. Christ's love is our reference point, our marker, showing us where to go, where to stand, what to do next. Yeah, and then he talks about the sword. I'm right, the very next line. The ve- he's just quoting I Old know. Testament, New Testament. Yeah, his banner over us is love. Our sword, the word of God. Yeah, Hebrews four twelve says the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword. Mm-hmm. And you know, honestly, that's the only weapon we are given. The mm-hmm. sword is the only weapon. We have stuff for protection, but the sword is the weapon that we have. It's the only one we need, and it's the Bible. Mm -hmm. And then he ends the verse with, The faith by which they conquered death is still our shining shield. Mm -hmm. So that's from the armor of God. Faith is the shield. All right, let's do verse 3. Okay. To him who overcomes the foe, white raiment shall be given. Before the angels he shall know his name confessed in heaven. Then onward from the hills of light, our hearts with love aflame, will vanquish all the hosts of night in Jesus' conquering name. Don't you want to sing the refrain? I know. (laughs) Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. I mean, so great. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's so much in that third verse. I mean, it specifically says white raiment shall be given. Right. And that's the prophecy that we read about in Revelation. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. That's the promise for all of us. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. It says the angels will know the name. Mm -hmm. The angels will know your name. Yeah. So those are our three verses. And I think it really tells the story of how we are supposed to live, how we are supposed to tell people about Jesus, how we are supposed to put on the armor of God. And then in heaven, we will be reunited with Christ and rewarded. So this old man song was definitely sung more contemplatively as a solo. This I hear sung by the masses. I just yeah. hear lots and lots oh, of people. Yes. I mean, that's why we want our congregation yeah. singing it, yeah. even though it's it's a little old and even though it's about battle. I, I mean, this is a congregational, just resounding voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like if Jill wants to read The Armor of God yeah. to kind of get her ready for her day, this is, does the same kind this of thing. It does the same thing. It, d- it gets you ready. Mm-hmm. So we have a performance that we wanna share. You've heard us sing it, but now we wanna share this performance with you. Yeah, this is um, this is somebody that I found on YouTube who loves the hymns. He does weekly hymn sings, he puts out hymn videos, and it's just him, you know, him and a piano. He does a great job, his name is Steve, his stuff is called The N Crew, because um, that's his last name. It starts with N. He sometimes does videos with his kids. They're all really, really cute. He has a lovely tenor timbre, mm-hmm. and he does Faith is the Victory. It's really nice. So please, listen, sing along, yes. and worship. Faith is the Victory.
1: encamped along the hills of light, ye Christian soldiers ride and press the battle ere the night shall veil the glowing skies against the foe in vales below let all our strength be heard faith is the Banner over us is love, our sword, the word of God. We tread the road the saints above with shouts of triumph drawn. By faith, they like a whirlwind's breath swept on o'er every field. The faith by which they conquer death is still our shining shield Faith is the victory, faith is the victory, O glorious victory, that overcomes the world. To him that overcomes the foe, white raiment shall be given, before the angels he shall know, his name confessed in heaven. Then onward from the hills of light, our hearts with love aflame, we'll vanquish all the hosts of night in Jesus' conquering name. Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. oh glorious victory that! A
0: that was so nice I want to hear more hymns from him oh he has so many he was doing this before the pandemic his videos go way back so he has a lot yeah all right, so Cal, we're pretty much done. Do you want to talk about him take? Yes, yes. All Let's right. hear yours, Carrie. All right, so I don't know. I really love the end. We'll vanquish all the hosts of night in Jesus' conquering name. Nice. Like we can't do anything on our own. Mm-hmm. Whatever we do, whatever we go out to do, even Jill, before he she reads her Bible, whatever we do, we have to do it in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. There may be times where we feel really successful and really productive and really accomplished, but you can't do anything unless right. it's in Jesus' name. Right. So the the phrase, will vanquish all the hosts of night, I mean, I feel that it's just about anything. We'll vanquish every challenge we face. Right. In, in Jesus' conquering name. Mm. I love that. Carrie always teases me that I don't do the right <sighs> takeaway. She's not going to do it. But my hymn take is Jill Aww. reading the Armor of God passage every day and putting her name in it. I mean, we are out to battle every day in this world. So many forces opposing us, so many things against us. Put on the armor of God and, like, be ready. Be ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we just tried to do what Jill wanted us to do with putting our names into the song, if you just look at the first line, and camped along the hills of light, ye Christian soldiers rise. If we just said, Carrie and Kelly, rise. Right. Jill, rise. And press the battle. Right. Right. I mean, it takes courage, but it takes the Bible. It takes the armor. It takes everything mm-hmm. that God has already given us. And we know the end. Like, right. we don't need to fear. We don't need to worry because Jesus has already overcome the world. Mm-hmm. So we just thought we would leave you with one of my most favorite passages of Scripture. I mean, talk about being full of hope and triumph in this world. It's Romans 8, 37, 38. are more than conquerors. God has promised us that through Jesus Christ. So we can vanquish the hosts of night yes. in, in Jesus', Jesus conquering, conquering name. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Jill, for bringing this to our attention. We loved it. And it was so great to finally talk about Ira you. Oh, I see the best. We're going to hear about him in other episodes. Yes. You'll yes, hear about him. Yes. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time for episode 53. Three. We're in Lent. We're going to be doing some Easter music. This is great, you guys. Yep. We'll see you next time on Hymn Talk, Talk. Twin Twin Talk. Talk.